Welcome everyone to a brand new Bolt from the Blue podcast. And with me uh, today to talk about yesterday's match uh, against the Blades of Sheffield United at Bramall Lane are Bernard Deneen from the YouTube channel called, let me see if I can get this right, Citizen Man City Film and TV Channel. And we've also got Ray from the YouTube channel City Fan TV. So let's start off with the guy on the left as I'm looking at them. Ray, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing champion, mate. I'm cha uh, champion. We won another game. Obviously, that's going to uh, make me happy straight away. And I'm uh, with my two buddies, uh, which brings me down back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got the aforementioned Bernard Denny. Bernard, how are you doing? Oh, wonderful, mate. I was just trying to look and see where Ray's two buddies were because I couldn't see anyone with him on screen. That was all, which which the, yeah. the viewing public or the listening public can't see it anyway. So he, he could have anyone with him and we wouldn't know, would we? <laughs> two buddies. All right, guys. Well, here it was, the game yesterday at Bramall Lane. Sheffield United nicknamed the Blades because of their history of cutlery production. They are the city of steel. Guys, did you know? Yeah, Bramall Lane is the oldest major league ground anywhere in the world. News for me. Well, possibly. Um, also, obviously, goes way back, doesn't it? It goes way back in yeah. time. First game uh, played in eighteen, uh, sorry, eighteen sixty-two. It's also the world's first floodlit football match was staged there. The world's first in eighteen seventy-eight. I don't know what you think when you think about Sheffield United. They've got some interesting celebrity fans, guys. Starting off with the most well-known Sean Bean, also Monty Python's Michael Palin, and here's the one that tickles me, none other than Paul Heaton, the famous frontman of the House Martins. Now, if you remember the House Martins, then you're of a good, healthy age. Now, let's go to the lineups. A um, little bit of a surprise, uh, I thought, but we'll start off with Bernard Burns, the man for the lineups. Bernard, how did that uh, tickle your fancy for Man City? Yeah. Do you want me to shout out what the starting eleven was? Well, I mean, absolutely. Let's remind everybody. Yeah, two changes to the Newcastle games. Then we had Edison Walker captain, Diaz, Aki, Gavardiol, Rodri, Kovacic, Bernardo, Grealish, Alvarez, and Haaland. And I got nine right. Uh, I did have a Kanji in my team. Obviously, he's poorly. And I did uh, have Mr. Folder in my team, who uh, who did get time on the pitch, but we can only assume wasn't 100% fit, because there's no way on earth that he wouldn't have started this game if he was fit after the game he had last week and with a rest of about a week till the Fulham game. So we can only assume he travelled separately, apparently. He didn't travel with the team. So we can only only gather he's got uh, some sort of minor illness that kept him apart. And uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that, but, you know, always trust Ray to, to be blunt. We talk about blades, but I was just ready to be blunt. And uh, yeah, fortunately, he did come on and, and make a big difference for the last 10 minutes. Yep. Your thoughts, Ray? Yeah. Um, I probably got 10. You know, I'm not trying to uh, get one up on Bernard. But, uh, well, I would have got 11 out of Kanji and Fold, and they were both ill. So what can yeah, you do? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd nine. Even taking them into account, I still got ten. Why would you drop Foden then? So obviously your ten <laughs> didn't include Foden then. No, no, we did discuss this last week, and I, I, I did. We did. I can you forget uh, you disingenuous so and so? I said I'll drop a Kanji and have Aki and Guardiol because I, uh, you know, and, and shove um, um, Diaz as a right centre back. So 
I'd have I'd have wanted that because I wanted Aki to start. Aki was Aki has been too good last season, you know, to be demoted to on the bench for Guardiola. So I wanted wanted him. You'd already mentioned that you thought the partnership between Guardiola should be on the pitch with the Diaz. So that's why I went for that. Obviously, I didn't know about um, Mr. Foden's tummy troubles um, because I, I obviously we, we all had him. We all had him as a. Um, he was he was fantastic the week before, and, and actually, you know, I'm not going to give any too much away. I'm, if you haven't watched the game, why or even the highlights, why not? Uh, but already a day after the game, uh, Foden showed in ten minutes more than some some players. I'm not going to mention who showed in the full game. Uh, he showed us why he's the man. He's he's the man right now. We talked about it. You know, the inadvertent comma in inverted commas, the, him being the uh, KDB replacement. He's mm -hmm. the he is creativity personified. An interesting, interesting bench again. Obviously, a lot of youngsters again on it, which we're going to see for a while yet, aren't we? Or certainly for a, a few games. Uh, Philip Doku. Yeah, we did get a chance to see it. I did say he wouldn't play and he didn't. So thanks right. for that, Ray, for putting me on the line. But we got through that one. Uh, Gomez, Foden, Bob Palmer, Lewis, and McAtee. So an interesting, an interesting bench to say the least. Mm hmm. Well, guys, from the City of Steel, we were about to find out if uh, there was going to be a, a steely defence and a steely midfield. The guys will have their comments on that in a minute. One thing that tickled me right at the end of the game was one wag on Twitter said, my goodness, the referee had more of the ball than Sheffield United. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but we'll start off with overall impressions and moments uh, from the first half. Uh, Let's uh, ask uh, Ray. Uh, I don't know if you were as uh, frustrated and agitated as I was, but give me your overview of the first half, Ray, and uh, then we'll go to Bernard and we'll talk about the key moments. Um, well, okay. City have this uh, uh, habit of starting off a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit slowly, um, and nothing, nothing seems to change. We we don't seem to be on the front foot. I was talking to Bernard earlier on today, and I said. I watched Brighton against West Ham game and I thought Brighton played very, very similar to City. They moved the ball around at the back, put it out wide, put it back, looking for opportunities to go for forward. But the difference is, for me, Br and Br why Brighton, dare I have to whisper this, they're very good watch. Even though they lost the game, they move the ball quicker. They move it quickly. They get it out to Mitomo. Um, Mitomo tries to take people on. It makes them exciting. Look, West Ham did them. Uh, and you know, well done, West Ham, uh, for being our main challenges this season so far uh, at the top of the table. But um, you know, it's that slowness, slowness to start, some sloppy play here and there. Um, the word that keeps cropping up in my mind is unexciting, uh, and I know I'll, I'll take stick for saying that because apparently we're not allowed to say things like that. As long as we're winning, that's all that matters. And part of me agrees, you know. If, if if you offer me a scrappy 1-0 win or an exciting 3-2 defeat, I'll take that scrappy 1-0 win because especially if it's a Champions League final. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's too slow from, from my liking. I, I want to be entertained. I think City can entertain us more. And I think also we need to take these games. Like Sheffield United, uh, uh, okay, has it lost all three games this season? They, and they're one of the favourites to go down. Um, you know, Bernard and me have both said they'll go down, so that's what what will most likely happen uh, because we do know our onions, don't we, Bernard? Um, do. But but ah, come on, go at them! 
And as I'll say this again and again and again. We should be going at teams and ripping them to pieces because the chances of them getting anything from the game is slim. If we rip them to pieces, I think the chances of them getting anything from the game is slimmer. If we take it easy, I think that gives them more hope to get in the game. We should be battering them, playing quicker, more incisive football, uh, and, 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 and getting ahead of steam up instead of waiting like in that game, also, oh, this, the equalised after eighty whatever eighty six minutes or whatever whatever it was. I, don't, I can't remember. eighty minutes, whatever it was. They've equalised later on in the game. We need to do something, and then we throw the kitchen sink at them. Why can't we throw the kitchen sink at them early on without being reckless and get get the, an early advantage like Liverpool used to do? I'm not saying I want to be like Liverpool, but they used to have this like half an hour where twenty to thirty minutes a few years ago. You know, you know, uh, I, I, those guys with their happy pills or whatever they were taking. Um, they had that energy that first 20 or 30 minutes they used to batter teams try and get 2 or 3 nil up and then course the games after that their problem was if they if they couldn't batter them within half an hour they used to drop off I want to go out there I want some excitement you know you guys might be happy with watching dull football as long as we're winning but uh, you know am I being greedy to ask for a bit more mm-hmm. uh, Bernard um I think the first really um, sort of noteworthy thing came in the 20, uh, 20th minute with Ake's disallowed goal. Before you talk about that, what was your impression of the first 20 minutes or so before that incident? Um, very, very, you know, we played obviously into Sheff- how Sheffield United wanted us to play. We weren't overly enthusiastic. We weren't rare, nothing, as, as uh, Ray's already pointed out. Uh, we had a couple of half chances. Um, there was a, a how and... Uh, had a headed, had it on target, but all the keeper's name, what was the keeper called? Fodderingham. Fodderingham. You know, we had a cracking game, don't get me wrong, I thought he had a great game, uh, Fodderingham generally, uh, throughout. He stopped to Harlem. Walker had his <laughs> had an attempt for about 40 yards after 15 minutes, and I, I just had my head in my hands because, uh, you know, Walker, come on. Come on, mate. I know it's Sheffield United and things would get worse and better for him as, as the game went on, of course. But no, it was it was a bit till that goal, nothing really happened. Uh, of course, Rodri was definitely offside, wasn't he? And he had contact yeah. with the ball for the for the free kick. But uh, no, there was nothing, nothing, nothing really uh, to get the old put. I think you said it there um, right before. It was I was frustrated. I was I was frustrated mm. watching it. I was frustrated with City's performance. Because Sheffield United worked hard, but they didn't have to work that hard. I want them, you know. I want them to be, you know. We seem to accept that we're going to wear teams down. We seem to accept that we'll slowly, slowly wear. But I don't want to. You know, like Ray said, I don't. I don't want that to happen. I want us to uh, go for the juggler from the start. And of course, I, I think I don't even remember Edison having anything to do uh, for that first mm-hmm. half, first twenty minutes or the first forty-five minutes. It was. It was just City. But again. Chances we scored, we had thirty chances in the game, but I don't think we had fifteen by half time. I think we had about ten or something. I think that was about it. Mm-hmm. Ray, let's talk about Ake's disallowed goal just uh, for a moment. Any doubt in your mind? Totally uncontroversial. Yeah, totally, un- un- totally. Un- <laughs> yeah, not much uh, to um, say about no, that. Rodri, um, Rodri was deaf. Rodri obviously had gone a little bit yeah. too soon. Um, you're hoping. I mean, Aki did everything right. Uh, he took his goal well. He was up there in the melee as he usually is yeah, for free yeah. kicks, and he did very, he did very well. But uh, yeah, Rod- Rodri really, 
Yeah, I, I uh, was unlucky. You're right. Yeah. He, he you know, was, I was hoping Rodri hadn't touched it. Or I knew he had, but I was hoping on replay <laughs> that, that he hadn't. You know, but obviously, sadly, I was correct. He had touched it. So far. because at 20 minutes, I think it was 20 minutes, wasn't it? That would have been yeah. an ideal yeah. time to score an opening goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, just a reminder, uh, listeners. These two guys, they they tend to take notes. Uh, the next uh, major incident was, of course, the missed penalty. Uh, Ray is uh, shaking his head there, but I do know that Bernard does because he like does so many pods. But um, that period uh, between uh, Ake's disallowed goal and then the penalty uh, awarded to City on the thirty seventh minute, anything of note in there, Bernard? Uh, in between, no. Alvarez had a, Alvarez had a few shots wide, and he had a, a one blocked by the keeper. As I said, the keeper played any chances we got. I, we either blasted them over wide. Or the keeper blocked him, it's simple as that. Uh, he had a free kick as well on 31 minutes just before the uh, penalty incident, three or four minutes before, that uh, was a, a total waste of time. Um, so, yeah, I, I worry about free kicks, just going away from the subject, really. I don't I don't think, without KDB there at the moment, and Mares not around, uh, I don't think we have a natural free kick taker at the moment. I mean, people like Foden will line up and take them and Bernardo, but I, I think I think we're going to struggle. Um, so I think we'll have to work on the training pitch of doing something a little bit different with free kicks just at the moment. So we get, a, I don't know if old Doku's any good at them, but uh, until we find a free kicker, uh, I think Foden. we'll have to work. Hey? Are, you, are you talking direct? For crosses, Foden's awesome. Uh no, I mean, in front of the box, you know, you know where KDB is smack it in. I mean, Alvarez had a cracky one in the second half, but it went yeah. through the wall. So you can say the wall was useless. That was the problem. So, but I just, in and around that D, you know, the, the D on the 18-yard on the yeah. box, in and around there, I, I think we're going to struggle more than perhaps we have other seasons. Because Mara's always used to pop in with him and obviously KDB. And Gundo. Yeah, Gundo. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is it. We, you know, we... Penalty wise, we've lost. You know, we've lost guys who are willing to step up and take penalties in Gundo and, and Mares, and also the same with free kicks. Uh, we've lost that ability. We'll put, let Edison take the free kick. <laughs> well, after after his bad two minutes yesterday, I don't know. I don't know really. We'll talk about probably touch upon that as well. All right, guys. Well, let, let's uh, advance to the thirty seventh minute. Um, how was the penalty awarded? Was it in any uh, way? controversial and let's talk about it because um, I was having an argument with my mate Paul Bones who's from Kilburn shout out to Paul and he was uh, saying yeah you know this uh, this Holland isn't that good at penalties I said what are you talking about I mean that's he's um, he's only that's the first one he's missed I think he scored eight out of nine but he seems to have the impression of Holland missing more uh, let's talk about that a little bit Ray um, you remember how the penalty was awarded yeah it was that's all yeah, yeah. Uh, cross, cross was it? Was in. that a bit? No, it, 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 it Some people are trying to argue uh, where could he put his arm because he's come sliding in. But I think if the arm's near the body and it's planted down, this that's not going to be a penalty because his arm's planted down. He, he's, he's using his arm to steady himself. Um, and this one, he hadn't put his arm on the ground. He's at, he was sliding along the floor with his arm flailing in the air. Uh, and I don't think he had any intention to put it on the ground to, to steady himself. So I think that was uncontroversial. I think it was a decent, uh, um, you know, I don't remember them arguing too much about it. 
No, he, I think he, he knew straight away what he'd done. Looking at his body language, he knew he knew it was going to be. You know, he knew what yeah. he'd done. And he simple as that. He 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 realised he perhaps could have had his arm in a different position. He just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that penalty. And um, uh, on the positive note, people were saying, well. Uh, that was a nicely struck penalty, two inches away from being the perfect penalty, but um, didn't quite happen, Bernard. Um, and uh, I think he sent the goalkeeper the wrong way, but um, what what were your views on, on that particular effort? Yeah, I mean, as you say, another couple of inches inside, and, and it's a cracking penalty inside the post. But uh, I don't think that's his fate. I think he likes to stick on the other side. That's probably why Fodringham probably... Played the the averages and went to his right because I think I think Carlin's much uh, does stick them there. Obviously, they have little charts now, don't they? The goalkeepers and they can be told, right? Ireland tends to go here. This is what we expect him to do, blah. You know, and this is how it should be. And uh, you know, and all this, you know, we'd be daft if we didn't do that sort of homework now. So, of course, um, as a left footer, it's nice, is it? It's, it's the right side, the correct side for him to put it, isn't it? Go on, Ray. Sorry, going. So no, you're going ahead. I'm, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you know, he, he did go. Fodring went the wrong way, but uh, at that crucial time, of course, 35 minutes. Again, it was just a would have been ideal yet again to put us put us in charge, and all it did was 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 give the Sheffield fans and the and the players the impetus to mm. uh, carry on and obviously keep us out and then until half time. I think we should drop mm-hmm. uh, on penalty duty. Uh, in future, I think the ne- our new penalty taker should be Mateus Nunes. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about we'll talk about Nunes um, uh, oh, a little bit later on. I only I, I only got excited because I've just seen some news. Uh, with I would just say I always, when we were talking about something that's like real time that you might have heard yeah. before the that you uh, listeners or viewers might hear or see before the the podcast or stream comes out. Um, we're recording this on Monday lunchtime, and I've just read something that I think Matthias Nunes looks like it's going to happen. But anyway, that's the by the by. Right. I just want to think about you guys, because I'm excited about getting you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will get we will get into that at the end because it is quite a kind of exciting. He, he is a good player, and in fact was linked to City um, uh, whenever he started to become available on the transfer market. I, and I and, assume and, and, that he is a penalty taker. From my I don't race. care, mate. He, he, I just. Oh. I just I just, to, I just wanted a segue to get his name mentioned. Uh, well, well Harlan now, he's, he's took 10 penalties now, hasn't he, and scored eight. So he's got an 80%. Is that okay, Ray, 80% or should it be more than that? It should be more, but you need a bigger sample size. Mar- yeah, is, a good penalty taker, is he, is he usually over 80%? 90% is, really. 90% is what you want. Uh, what's the difference? Nine out of ten, eight out of ten, eight, eight and a half because he hit the post. I don't know, um, <laughs> you know. But no, I wouldn't take him up. In all truth, I, I wouldn't take him up penalty duties because um, you know you. There's no one else to take him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Edison, but he won't let him take him. No, no. Well, Ed- Edison had his chance, didn't he? He's had his chance in the the last game, but he never never stuck if, up. If, you know. if Edison ever wants to, take if, a if Mr. Walker is going to be allowed to take a penalty, uh, you know, forget Edison because he's obviously not even going to going to bother. If Walker Edison, can be risked to no, take a last penalty in those, to, win, to win a cup, I mean, yeah. what what chance have we got for Edison to ever in those take penalty one? Shoot outs, Edison should have, Edison should have stepped up and said, "I'll take yes, him," absolutely. and he should have. Especially the community shield, because we didn't care about that. Yeah. He should have taken that and absolutely leathered it into the corner. 
and maybe people would have thought. Mm -hmm. I think Geddes is one of these these guys that uh, he speaks a good game, but when it comes to that crunch, when it comes to that crunch moment, I think he's I think he's bottled going. He scored <laughs> ten out of ten in practice, but you know against the other keepers. When it comes to the game like that, he'd probably send it you know send it into Roll Z. Um, Ray. Um, obviously after that uh, miss penalty, I don't know about you, but I thought that. Um, uh, Erling began to. I saw the, the the bottom lip quivering, and he seemed to kind of like lose it a little bit, especially because he was getting manhandled Aussie rules football style by some of these um, yeah. some of these centre backs. Uh, is that what you thought too? Well, yeah. I mean, look, Erling, 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 Erling Haaland didn't get that many touches um, in the game, in, in that first half. Uh, I think there was a stage where he went twenty minutes without touching the ball, so he wasn't getting. Wasn't really in the game. He's got his chance to score. He look. He lives for uh, lives and breeds scoring goals. He's missed that opportunity to score. One of the first chances he had to score. He's going to be frustrated, isn't he? So he's going to you know he's going to go around like he's just bitten a wasp. You know he's he's not happy with his his own performance. Um, and yeah, look the the players. Were, but he he I think usually he enjoys that. He enjoys the attention of defenders who manhandle him. He thinks he can use that to his advantage. Refs not giving penalties for it, so he's it's less likely to use it to his advantage. But I think he enjoys the physical side of the game. All right, uh, Bernard. Well, probably about I would say more or less about fifteen minutes uh, before the halftime whistle. After that uh, missed penalty, there was a bit of a reaction. I think uh, I think uh, Ray was right. It gave um, a bit of encouragement uh, to the blades. Uh, anything particularly not noteworthy about that period from then until half time? No, there's four minutes added time, and to be honest with you, the 49 minutes, uh, I think the closest we got was a Rodri effort straight at the keeper uh, again, mm. uh, which Rodri had a, we were always going to do a few of those in the second half as well, where he didn't even hit the target for a, for a long time. But uh, yeah, that was it, mate. Uh, very disappointing. 0 0 at half time against Sheffield United, a team we should really be uh, taking to the cleaners, I think. We should be beating these teams by three or four goals. All right, Ray. So at half time, um, and on also during the first half, do you reckon uh, Pep might have uh, been on a conference call or on a big video screen uh, doing the uh, half time thing, or or you reckon he was just in uh, Juan Malilo's uh, earphone uh, pretty much uh, during the open play? I probably got stuck into him. Uh, you know, with nil away at Sheffield United, I can't believe Pep wasn't on uh, speakerphone. You know, can can you imagine uh, Lilo Lil? Um, letting Pep rattle away, but don't put it on speakerphone, <laughs> and then then give his own um, team at uh, halftime talk. No, I, I can't for one moment believe Pep would have was 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 not backing out orders uh, down the phone, and it wouldn't be on speakerphone; it'd be on bloody video phone, you know? Yeah, because he'd want to sh show them with his hands what to do. So uh, obviously, we'll find out in due course in a couple of weeks when Pep's back what he was doing, how he watched the games and everything else. Um, but I, I suspect he was uh, heavily involved at halftime. Because we didn't I, make any I, subs. I, so Pep, that's Pep's signature <laughs> yeah. move, not making subs. Yeah, that was the evidence of it, uh, really, because there was only uh, Phil Bowden quite late on. But um, I, I personally uh, like to think of um, Pep FaceTiming them individually, some of these players. But uh, that, 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 that's just my, my, my kind of imagination. All right, guys, opening up in the uh, second half, obviously, as mentioned, no substitutions. Um, it took until the 63rd minute 
before we had some something really uh, to celebrate. But in that opening period between uh, the start of the second half and the Haaland goal, anything to talk about, Bernard? Yeah, we 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 come out we come out a lot better for the second half. You know, we thought, oh, we've only got forty five minutes plus a little bit of injury time, so we better we better make a, an effort, and that, and we did. Uh, Rodri, as I said, he had a couple of uh, <laughs> couple of shots. Rolls head, forty seven, forty eight minutes. Uh, Howland had a great chance from a walk across that he, he hit superbly from the middle of the goal. Unfortunately, it went about a foot wide. He didn't didn't work the keeper. Um, Rodri had another effort on 58 minutes. It just went wide, about a yard wide. So at least he was getting nearer the target. He was getting his radar in for later on. And then a great, a great through ball um, by Kovacic uh, for Haaland. And uh, Haaland does everything right. He tries to dink it over uh, the keeper, but a cracking save from the keeper uh, to put it out for a, for a corner. And that, you know, this is all like up to 61, 62 minutes. And of course, uh, the goal is is only a minute or two away. And yeah, I thought I thought we we up we up the gears a little bit. A little bit of better finishing, we would have took a lead, but obviously that took us to minute sixty-three and uh, and the first goal. Now we we've talked in previous uh, recent pods about what Grealish really uh, offers to City, and uh, of course um, you you'll remember Ray about talking about him being the master of um, uh, either dribbling down the left and then cutting cutting into the right and playing a safe pass backwards or sideways. Um, but obviously, this time he chose to he chose to go on the outside, and and that's what he can do. He can um, he, do, he can stand up uh, defenders and put a decent uh, cross in. And of course, um, comparisons between uh, Erling Haaland and Michael Jordan for hanging in the air like that. Um, what did you think? What did you think, Ray? Oh, yeah, no, look, um, you know, a, a good observer told me that Grealish was a four out of ten uh, before he uh, put that cross in, and that cross. You know, elevated him because then people start. I mean, look, I said it to Bernard earlier today, and I'll still say this. You know, I criticised Erling Haaland this season. Bernard criticised him at the end of last season for not scoring enough goals from the chances he's got. And I don't think we're either of us. We're we're, we're too old to go around blowing smoke up players' backsides um, if they're not performing. We just tell it as it is. And people, you know, I think people like that freshness. Uh, that honesty, that uh, candid um, conversation. Um, so Grealish had done nothing in that game, mm-hmm. nothing of any note. You know, he's done that. He's, he's he's looked after the ball pretty well, but that's it. But uh, you know, a brick wall could have looked after that. You know, put a bit wall around the ball. That could have. That's a cheaper way of looking after the ball and stopping the uh, uh, opponents getting to it. Um, so he's he's not done nothing. He's, he's the first time he's gone on the outside. He's you know he's. Fool the defender. Wow, how difficult is it? You know, if you do something different, then you, you, people won't expect it. And he stood the ball up, but the cross wasn't, let's be honest, it wasn't uh, um, the sort of cross that no one could get to from the defending side, like KDB would put in or somebody else would put in that made it just a, a simple goal. I mean, Harden had to still do a lot of work. Harden had to do that li- uh, rise like the proverbial salmon. Uh, in some um, Alaskan waters or something, and and hang get that hang time up there. He was he's about a foot and a half, two foot over the defender, and nodded it in. But the, the cross was okay, but it wasn't like a, such a worldy. It wasn't it wasn't a world beating cross. It required Haaland and someone of Haaland's prowess to 
um, to, to, to finish it off. So, yeah, you know, and people suddenly say, oh, look, that's what Jack Grealish can do. He's got an assist and all. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, guys, get, get, get real. Get with the programmes. Get back down to earth. You know, um, it was slightly better than Foden's assist later on. Oh, come on, <laughs> Foden was top draw, man. Come on, I'm not having this slander, slander against uh, the stop pot in Yester. But, but in all honesty, Bernard, did Jack? No, Grealish I'm also. I'm, I have to disagree. I thought it was a cracking little dink. I, I thought oh. it was, it was like I, a, my question it's was, all, it's like a you know the edge of the green, just just dinking it in out of the rough. I thought, I thought he because he's not obviously. Naturally, on that side, I, I just thought he took more time over it, and, I, and he knew Ireland was at the. He knew what knew Ireland wasn't in the middle of the box. He knew Ireland was at the far yeah. post. I, I, I give you full credit for that. Oh, I I, I, was... I give, maybe he deserves a bit more credit than I'm yeah. offering. Did he do anything in the game before he put? No, no. Just talk about a goal. I agree. I totally agree with you. That was the first the first time he actually took the defender on. He got he got past him. There, there's a shot. You know, do it a bit more, mate. You know, have a, have a, you know, it's all right going back to your right and playing it back to someone else or getting the foul, which he does very very well. But you know, I'm sure he can manage more than one of them a, a game where he actually just does something a little bit different. As you said, then the defender all of a sudden, oh god. He gets that half a yard, and that's all, all he needs, that half a yard to, to dink the ball in. So, all credit, but please, Jack, uh, do it a bit more. Right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the guys to help me um, with a little, a little question that will give me my next uh, segue. Now, guys, if you go on to uh, Bernard's channel, which is, as I mentioned, called the, the Citizen Man City Film and TV channel, and you go to the playlists, you'll actually see... That Bernard actually has a small section of board game reviews. Now, I'm going to just ask him a little question here and, uh, and, and see if he knows it. Now, now, Bernard, do you remember a board game from the 1980s? And what you had to do is you had 16 dice. And on each side of the dice was an alphabetical letter of the alphabet. And then you had to shake them up. And then you had to form words from um, the, the the words that you got, and uh, the winner was the person who had got, you know, the, the the longer words. So it was kind of like a kind of like a corruption of um, of, uh, of of other games. Now, let here's the hint. The name of this game was also the scorer for uh, Sheffield United. Was it the mind boggle? Oh, yeah, yeah. The now, he probably <laughs> produces it, Bogle, but Bogle it was. And we're going to talk about him at the minute. But again, I'm going to give uh, the guys the opportunity. Uh, guys, between uh, the uh, the goal for Holland set up by uh, Grealish and, and uh, the equaliser from Mr. Bogle, um, anything that you want to comment on in between? Because we're talking about... Um, the, the goal uh, happening in the uh, 63rd minute, and Bogle's equaliser was on uh, uh, 85 minutes. Obviously, Kyle Walker had quite an impact on that one. We'll talk about that. Ray is going to give him hell for that. Run, run through the key moments for you, and I'll Ray will okay. gratefully accept mm -hmm. that. Um, of course, I think the big change was at 1-0 down, well, Mr Heckingbottom, uh, decided to, to go for it, uh, as you'd expect. And that's all these teams have to do. 70 minutes, 71 minutes, you're only 1-0 down to the, the greatest team on the planet. 
So why not go for it? You know, why not go for it? He brought, he's, he brought old McBurney on. He brought Boggle on, of course, on 71 minutes. And why, why absolutely right decision. And all of a sudden, we start to panic. Edison has a, a mad couple of minutes. First of all, we, we suddenly realise he's got a guy who can throw the ball long into the box. And the first time he does it, Edison comes out like a scalded cat, tries to get a fist <laughs> on it. doesn't clear it very well. Uh, we managed to get away with that one. There's another one where poor Diaz, he, he used, he has, I think he used his left testicle to block a shot. He threw his body in the way of it. <laughs> uh, and he still got up. You know, he's he, he's got balls of steel, that guy, obviously, after after that. And that was that was after a poor <laughs> kick out from Edison where he just kicked it to the Sheffield United place. So he, he had his mad two minutes, which gave Sheffield a chance. Then he had another McBurney header from a corner where no one was marking him. He was strolling along the six-yard box and got a header in, but it went wide. And then finally, we had another chance. We had Alvarez's free kick, I think we mentioned it before, uh, that was well saved, by again, by the keeper. And then they brought old Basham on, didn't he? To bash us, old Basham came on. And then it was uh, disaster time, and I'll let Ray talk about... Uh, yeah, I don't want to relive it, mate. I don't want to relive it. Well, guys, listen carefully now. Here's the interesting thing. 85 minutes when they got the equaliser, and I thought at the time, that's it. We won one. Disgraceful. Well, let, let, let's let's set it up a little bit, guys. Now, there's that famous quotation from Bruce Lee that showing off is the fool's idea of glory. Now, the back heel can be used uh, very effectively, <laughs> and of course, one of, but usually at the other end of the pitch, it's probably a bit safer to do it. And we we are reminded, of course, of that beautiful goal where uh, I think it was uh, scored by Aguero. The back heel was from Carlos Tevez. You remember that? It was spectacular. But uh, I, I I don't remember too many of them uh, at the other end of the pitch where where there's danger. Oh, well, what on earth was he playing out there? Oh, look, 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 Walker had a brain fart. Okay. At that moment, we had, uh, I think, seven players in the box. Uh, Sheffield United had had four. It should have been quite easy. Yet Walker had so many options. You know, he wasn't under any real pressure. He he could have just uh, passed it uh, towards the corner flag and uh, to a City player. You know, it was it was comfortable. But yes, we can keep castigating and 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 have a barrack in Walker. But a lot happened after that. A lot happened after after that. It wasn't as if Walker's back heel was the other thing. The, the fellow who got received the ball had to, he crossed it in. It hit the, it actually hit the heel of a, a, one of his um, teammates. It rolled outside the box. Walker, all right, he's a fool for lying on the floor because off the pitch, he's playing everybody onside. You know, that, that as much as it was, it's, so it's more, actually, I'm getting a bit more annoyed. It's more than just the back heel. It's the fact that I think he was lying on the floor off the pitch, just watching what happened. Playing everybody on side, so the ball mm -hmm. came uh, out um, of the box. One of the Sheffield United players came sliding in. Just be uh, was it Bernardo to the ball or whoever Alvarez, and the ball went across the pitch just uh, on the edge of the box. The fellow uh, Boggle Bong Bogley uh, who scored, so he's getting ready for a shot. And maybe we could have come out to him a bit quicker. I don't know. Um, but Walker's still lying on the floor now. There's a Sheffield United player in offside position and he's the one that Edison tried to tackle, but the guy just moved up, you know, Edison trying to get across. Um, well, why was Walker lying on the floor, eh? What, what was going no on? What, I mean, this, this wasn't a split second later. This was a few seconds later. Well, I'm, I've just described... I'll tell you how many seconds later it was. I'm just going to um, tell you how... So, after Walker did the thing and landed on the floor, okay, 
Um, the goal went in. I'm just doing it as we speak. The goal went in. Seven, six. The shot came in six seconds later. Now, maybe Walker couldn't have done much in that in those six seconds. I think in six seconds he could have got up and got back on the pitch. Was he checking the um, advertising hoarding? Because he, well, he, he gave perhaps that wasn't working because he had to kick it to get it back going again. I tell you what, if I was Sheffield United, I'd be sending him a bill because he kicked, <laughs> afterwards he kicked that she, uh, the, the the hoarding and he, I think he broke it. Um, but it was the. But it was six seconds before they actually shot. I'm sorry, Walker should get his his captain as well, one of the most experienced players on the pitch. He should get his backside. He was just he sheepishly was looking up to see what was going on. He should have got up, got back on the pitch, tried to help out. Now I don't think he could have helped out, but he should have tried. And I hate I hate non-tryers, and I hate you know uh, what Walker did. It, it was pathetic defending. Okay, I wasn't going to lay lean in lay into him because he did some good stuff afterwards, but. You know, I didn't lay him into. Uh, I did a, a a video review of this with Bernard earlier today, and I let Walker off. Uh, we focus on the stuff, but you know, he deserves all the criticism he gets because he's thirty three years old, and he makes a stupid decision like that. And it's stupid things like that can cost you titles. And you people might say, "Oh, come on, you're going over the top. You're exaggerating. It's all hyperbole." But it isn't. We. Could have dropped two points there because Walker started a pros, uh, you know, uh, a chain reaction that led Walker's stupidity started this chain reaction that led to Sheffield United's equaliser, and we could have easily gone off and drawn that that game, you know, or who knows, Sheffield United could have got ahead of steam and won that game, and you lose it if you lose it if we had lost drawn that game and lost the title by one point, people would have come back to it, going back to moments, in the, so it was stupid. And and for a team, here's the thing: we complain that our attackers, like last season, Mares and Grealish, wouldn't take people on because we're a possession team. We don't take risks. We don't take unnecessary risks. And Walker goes and does that, Baloney. Well, I I don't know. I thought that um, it was quite interesting. And Walker's overall um, performance, taking these pot shots from um, 40, 30, 40 yards. You know, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have done that if Pep was there, I'll tell you that. I think someone at some point has got to have a word with uh, Clyde Walker and say, listen, mate, you can't do that, so stop doing it. Stop trying it. It's just a waste. But uh, a very action-packed next three minutes, guys. So, obviously, Phil Foden comes on 86 minutes, and two minutes after that, we're level. And to a certain extent, Mr. Walker uh, had an atonement because he really skinned their their their, their left-back. And, uh, and take it from there, Bernard. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kovacic went off. I thought Kovacic had a quite a good game again uh, without anything. I think he had a feeble shot at one stage, so I don't think we're going to see many goals from him over the over the coming months. But uh, 87 minutes. As you said, Walker played as though he'd been stung on the ass the way he was playing, he was running <laughs> up and down, doing things. Uh, and, of course, we had a great chance before the goal, didn't we? Al Alvarez, really. I mean, you think of the goals Alvarez scores, the one he scored last week. Uh, that was a, a pretty desperate attempt that he put over the bar after some great work by Walker. And, of course, uh, 88 minutes old Rodri at last finds his shoes. I think this was his sixth attempt of the game. Is he allowed one goal in five or six? He, he probably is because he's a midfielder, isn't he? But, uh, yeah, he's here all the time. Again, Walker involved. Uh, Folden, as Ray, as Ray will point out, Knew what he was doing when he dragged the ball, <laughs> dragged the ball back for Rodri, and a, a super a brilliant. I mean, what a brilliant finish! You say he got his radar working after yeah. those feeble attempts early on, 
and the guy who won us the uh, European Cup or Champions League, whatever you want to call it, uh, saved our blushes, didn't he? And, and uh, a cracking goal. And the goalkeeper, I don't think, moved, did he? I think he just watched it whistle past him. Yeah, he likes to put the laces through these, these uh, shots, doesn't he, Ray? I mean, if you get Mateus Nunes doing the same thing, you'd have a, a quite a quite a useful uh, supply of goals from um, from from distance, I would say. You know, Rod, Rod, Rodri's the man, obviously, KDB's away now. Uh, he's another guy who scored from outside the box. We don't, I don't think we have too many, do we, Bernard, who score from outside the box? Um, unless it's oh, Walker, Sheffield United, about 18 what? years ago. But apart from that, Walter no. The Blue Moon, though. <laughs> um, once in a blue moon, who can who can you can't no confident how to blast it in? Have we no Leicester's against you can who can forget um, KDB's goal against Arsenal when yeah. when we battered them in the league uh, mm. from outside the box? You know he's one of the. I think he honestly him and Rodri are the only ones I can think of, and obviously he's gone. So if we can get somebody else who can score. You know, three or four goals from outside the box. It, it just adds a little, a, 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 an extra dimension to our play. Or at least, at least mm -hmm. make the keeper work. Mm. <laughs> that, that would help. At least make him make some saves. Yeah, I mean, uh, if twenty rolls, he didn't trouble the keeper at all. He had one yeah. straight at him, four wide, and then he scored a fantastic goal. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Bernard, uh, there were two minutes left of normal time plus added on time. Do you feel that uh, Sheffield United had a uh, 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 any of their efforts um, threatened a second equaliser? Well, they did, yeah. I mean, they, they still had a couple of good chances. Uh, old, uh, uh, is it, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Ahmed, Ahmed Jodzic, is it? Ahmed Zodzic. Yeah, he was, he, was three at the, he was three at the back post and he tried one of these Haaland-type Kung Fu-style yeah. kicks. That we've why, seen why didn't he get it? Yeah, he did it with the wrong foot, though, didn't he? I think he should have did it with his right and he should have tried to do it with his left. That was the 90th minute. And then, obviously, you had LaRucci, is it, on 92 minutes? I mean, this is ridiculous. We're 2-1 up, and Sheffield United are getting chances. LaRucci shoots over. There's three guys at the back post he could have he could have chipped it to, and he, he takes a shot and blasts over, thankfully for us. So, yeah, I mean, we did kill it after that, but we gave them two bloody good chances before we did uh, run the clock down by taking it over to the corner flag and mess, you know, but, out, you know, you're playing Sheffield United, favourites to go down and we're having to take it into the corner flag on 95 minutes. It's, yeah, it sums it up, really. Give Sheffield United their, uh, their due. They yeah. lost yeah. three games this season, but all by one goal. Mm -hmm. well, all right, I lads. Thought, I thought Eckingbottom's, I think he said he was going to be physical. He was. Uh, we shouldn't worry City. We're a big side now. We shouldn't, yeah, yeah. shouldn't be that. But as I say, we got to Highland, Highland definitely. Grealish won us a few free kicks here and there. Uh, but it almost worked for him. And all credit to him that I thought they were they played very, very well uh, within the constraints. And I thought we, for 30 chances, nine on target. Do we have to? We should be. Our, our XG was, I just looked at the XG. I know we can't say too much about stats, but it's 3.66. So we should have really been scoring three or four goals yesterday. And we didn't. It's as simple as that. Right. Okay, then, guys. So, um I don't know if there's too much more to talk about in uh, this game, but I do have a question to take you back uh, to the um, the Haaland goal. Who was the pitch invader that decided to um, <laughs> jump on the top of him? Jump on the top of him? Ex-World Boxing Yeah, I read champion. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Just wait for um, Flanagan. Yeah, we'll just wait for him to get his uh, football banning order now. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm, surprised, I'm, I'm surprised now he's not banned from going to games. I don't know what the whether he was thrown out. I don't know what happened. 
maybe because you're yeah, famous. Yeah. <laughs> you he, he might get... I mean, I, know, I just can't do that sort of thing. I'm sorry. It's wonderful, yeah, ex world champion. But I'm sorry, you know, if you get banned, uh, you know, hard luck, mate, because that's that's the rules. All I can say is it was lucky that Ricky Hatton hadn't jumped on him, and that would have been uh, taking <laughs> him down a good one. Prince All right, guys. Prince Nassim would have flattened him. <laughs> Which absolutely, I think Gerling early was as shocked as everyone else. I think. If, 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 if Prince Nassim had jumped on him, he'd end up like looking like a chapassi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. Well, um, let's uh, let's see if you can remember this. I'm sure you've read it. There were two uh, records broken with this result. Can you uh, remember what they were? Well, the two hundred. One, one, one involves. I, 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 I guess. I, no, I argue against that because Pep wasn't manager. He wasn't there. He wasn't there, man. He wasn't there. <laughs> he was a, he was remotely he was remotely managing them. Remotely assisting. Yeah. Right. So he wasn't hands on. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, they still uh, they still uh, attribute that to Pep, and they say two, that's his two hundredth Premier League win in two hundred and sixty nine games. That means he's the quickest man to two hundred um, uh, uh, wins in the top flight. Uh, and he absolutely is miles ahead of um, the previous sort of leaders in that statistic. There is another one, uh, guys, and uh, this uh, this is a, a a kind of a statistic that City haven't bettered since season uh, 2016 and uh, 2017. I mean, they haven't done this since 2016, 2017. Can you? Yeah. We won yep. the first three games of the season. That's it, exactly. The first time since 2016-2017 uh, when they won. That season won. didn't end very well, though, did it? We won 10 on the bounce yeah. that season. We yeah, thought then what happened? Yeah, I oh, know, we were shocking. But I, I don't Nothing. Say, not a lot happened at all. <laughs> we won 10 on the bounce. We thought, this Pep Guardiola, what's he doing with these inverted <laughs> fullbacks? 10 wins on the bounce. We thought we were in the promise, heading to the promised land. And uh, I know. <laughs> we only made it halfway. All right, guys, as we finish off, bring this pod to an end. There are two little extraneous matters that I'm sure the guys will have an opinion on. And uh, uh, so we'll, we'll not specify either Ray or Bernard, just uh, chip in as, as, as the moment seizes you. So Roberto Mancini, the new manager of Saudi Arabia, on, I know Ray is interested in money, 21.5 million per year after tax. Not bad work if you can get it, Ray. Worth every penny. He's, he's been offered him. He's been offered a fantastic deal. I have no uh, quibbles about him going there and taking it. Uh, most, I'll just say, most people who have a pop at people who go to Saudi and stuff, uh, they should look at the, uh, into their own uh, into, at their own house before they start throwing stones at other people. That's all I'll say. Um, so many people are going there for money. If you want to criticize Roberto Mancini, criticize all the people who go to Saudi Arabia to watch the boxing or all the people who went to Qatar to watch the football, all the journalists and everybody else who are on their high horse, or all the journalists who went to Russia for the World Cup. You know, they can all do one, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Bobby Mancini, um, nice work if you can get it. And I'm sure most people who are criticising him, if they were offered a uh, couple of million pounds a year to go and do whatever in Saudi Arabia, they'd be off before uh, the plane took off. Yeah, and uh, just uh, one other point, and that is, the latest developments um, on Mateus uh, Nunes. And okay. uh, Ray's obviously got a video up there on his uh, website. It looks like um, Ray was right. Um, the number that should be offered to get him is 60 million. 
I think they've made a new bid for Nunes. Yeah. Is that right, Ray? Well, the last we've heard, they made a bid. Oh, this is latest news. We're at 3.30 on uh, Monday. Nunes has gone on strike, so he didn't turn up to training today. Um, he, he, he's told Wolves that he wants the move. Um, this is not an exclusive, by the way, but he's uh, certainly not from me. But he told Wolves he wants David, the move. David Ornstein, isn't David it? Ornstein said this uh, within the last two minutes, but uh, two or three minutes. He said he, he, he wants to move. And he will be, if he doesn't, if City don't agree to the valuation of Wolves, uh, which I don't think, I've got a feeling that's not going to happen. The way it sounds is Wolves are going to ask for too much money because they think they can take, this is a problem with some teams. They think they can take the mick out of City. They think they can take the pish and just push it to something ridiculous and City will walk away. And Wolves are going to end up with a with a player that they say, if, it, if cities don't match Wolves' valuation, the player will remain and he'll be reintegrated into the squad. I can't see that being an easy process for a player who has gone on strike. It, it's, it's not going to end well. Wolves, as far as I'm concerned, it's their prerogative. They can say no. The guy's on a five-year contract or something with an, uh, an extra year, I think, on uh, the behest of the club. So they could keep him six years if they want. I just think it's in their best interest to get rid of a, a, a trouble causer I'm not happy he's gone on strike because, hey, he wants to come to City, but Maras has been on strike uh, and we still took him. But I think if City have offered £60 million, just do the deal. If you want Tommy Doyle to go the other way, do the deal. Get it done quick. Move on. If you want to reinvest, get it done because you, you've got two days to do it. Um, window closes on Wednesday. And if you're not going to reinvest, if the only reason that they're not accepting is partly is because they're not going to reinvest, they don't need to move quickly. They're just going to keep the money. I can understand why they try and play some poker or do this brinkmanship and push it right to the to the end to try and get more money out of City. But if they want to reinvest some of that money, then they're going to have to do make their decision quickly. Uh, it's a funny thing. I thought this would happen. I thought there was. I said actually on my video, I said I thought Sunday would be the day, but they had to do it this weekend. Like, okay, it's, it's a bank holiday weekend. I'm, I'm going to take uh, liberties here and say uh, I'm including Monday, bank holiday Monday's part of the weekend. But they've got to do it today. The deal's got to be done. Otherwise, Wolves have got no time to buy anybody. Um, from being pretty confident, I'm down to 50-50 now. Uh, I'm, I'm actually slightly against it happening. If Wolves are demanding too much, City will not go in with the third bid. Second bid will be the final bid. If Wolves don't take it, City walk away. Wolves are left with no money, no new money, and an unhappy player. That's their problem. Oh. And I hope they go down. Okay. No, okay. All right, guys. I just want one, one, one uh, final thing from me. And that is I'd be in dereliction of duty if I didn't ask the guys to comment on the only other name that has been seriously, I mean, seriously uh, connected with City, and that is uh, Eberichi Easy or Ezi, depending on how you pronounce it. Now, now that we've got Doku, um, is that really realistic? Because as I understand it, he is a right-sided attacking uh, player. So what do you think? Maybe Ray can uh, jump in there too. I've got something to ask Bernard so that he can say things before the end too. But anyway, no, what do you I reckon? Don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen unless, because I think we're pinning everything on Nunez, who for me is more defensive than attacking. Um, I just don't see the need for Eze, um, especially since Crystal Palace are not going to take a penny under 70 million. So I just say move on. I just don't think it's going to happen. But City wants another body. So if this Nunez's deal is dead in the water, City might go for Eze, go in 50, 60 million, see what happens. But um, I don't see why we need him. We've got Cole Palmer. 
<laughs> okay, Bernard, so top of the league, maximum points, two points clear of the next uh, the, the next clutch of teams. So we've got a clutch of teams on um, seven and a couple of on a couple on six. And uh, together that constitutes what I reckon will probably turn out to be the top eight um, in this season. Well, it's a bit pretty stupid to say that after only a few games. But how do you feel about um, the way the other results have, have gone and um, and uh, where we w w how we compare to, to these others and uh, your, your, your feelings um, as we go forward? We've got to be happy, mate, haven't we? We've got to be happy three out of three. We're not you know, looking at the fixture list. We didn't have the toughest of starts, so... I'm hoping, you know, it'll be five out of five, six out of six uh, onwards to when we start playing teams like Arsenal and United, you know. So we need maximum points uh, before we come up against those teams. Uh, so I mean, United are not too worried about what having seen them a couple of times. Uh, they're not worrying me. Arsenal, we play, of course, Fulham this week, who uh, did, a good job at, <laughs> did a good job at Arsenal with 10 men. We'll take that. But uh, I think we were saying before the season, uh, we expected Liverpool to be up there, and uh, based on what we've seen uh, so far, I that's got a little bit lucky. But uh, yeah, I think I don't think me and Ray were far wrong with that. That they're mm. the uh, champion at the bit to to have a go at the old City pool again this season. Uh, that's looking likely, and even Tottenham, even Tottenham after Mister Harry Kane, eh, uh, unbeaten so far. Uh, so it could be interesting. We can only do what we can do, and at the moment, all right, Newcastle at home. Was supposed to be a toughie. It's made. It's not looking that tough, is it? Newcastle thirteen for the or something like that at the moment. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> we know we know they'll come back, but uh, it's early days. All we can do, as I said, the first, the first, I think the first six or seven are all winnable. We should get maximum points. We're getting to October. Start playing a few tougher teams, and um, yeah, I think everything's okay. At the moment. October, it's early days. Sorry, sorry, Ray. Oh, sorry, I jumped in. We got Arsenal at the beginning of October, haven't we? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But before then, I'm hope, hope we took maximum points and we're playing them away, which, you know, I, I think I've been a little bit fortunate, I think, at their place the last couple of seasons. I think we did better last season, but I think we got battered for half of that game last year. Yeah. Even. So, yeah, um, it'll be a toughie, but let's go into that with maximum points. So, at the end, you know, I might even be thinking it, a draw will do something like that, uh, you know, but a win would be nice. But no Kevin is, there won't be any Kevin for that when we... Who loves to tear into Arsenal, of course, and dodge the bottles being thrown at him and, him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. I think all City fans are happy at the moment. We could we could be more convincing, of course, we could, but we know what City are like. We never start brilliantly, so yeah, nine points. So let's hope it's seven, uh, eighteen points after the first six or something like that. We're going into the international break, of course. So let's get Fulham done. Let's get them out of the way. So let's go into the international break uh, with twelve points, and we'll go from there. Absolutely fantastic. I think the confidence is high that we will go into the international break with maximum points and um, leaving the others in our slipstream. Well, guys, that was fantastic. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as, as much as uh, as we did. Uh, we'll be back with you after that game against Fulham. Uh, just um, uh, just to say farewell to the guys. Final thoughts from you, Ray. Anything you want about any topic you want. Uh, just a final thought to finish off the pod. Okay, two, to two quick things. Um, looks like Joao Cancel is going to uh, 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 Barcelona. I think it's three million euros. Uh, there was talk that they, if he played seventy percent of games, he, they could buy him. So uh, he's uh, he's going there. Um, and I've got to say, Mister Rubiales, 
Mr. Rubiales, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's taken a while for him to get that into his head. Uh, but um, yeah, that, that, that his, his mum's on hunger strike because of all the nasty <laughs> stuff being said about her son. Get out of it, Ruby Alice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a simple lesson for all you guys out there. Keep your hands to yourself, guys. Come on. Uh, it does. It can't be that hard. All right. So um, what about uh, Bernard? Any uh, final thoughts as we finish off this pod? No, I've just noticed the Carabao. Is it still the Carabao Cup, the League yeah. Cup this season? It's still the Carabao. I mean, that kicks off some starts this week, doesn't it? So, uh, you know, of course, we don't have to play in it because we're a very good team. So we we can wait till the next round. But teams like Fulham and Tottenham are, are in it. So uh, it should be it should be interesting. I don't think we'll uh, make a big challenge again this, <laughs> this, this year for it. But, hey, you never know. You never know. I mean, some of those guys on the bench... That played against uh, that played on against Sheffield United. Uh, I fully expect all the guys to be to be contributing in the EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup, whatever we call it. Nice to see that. Uh, you know, it's, it's it seems a long time ago, doesn't it, since it was our cup, our cup. No one, it's no one else's cup. It's our cup. So, uh, be nice to have a run in it. But I can't see it myself. I think we've got bigger fish to fry. Okay, everyone. So we'll say cheerio from now for now, and we'll be back with you after the game against Fulham. We'll finish off in the normal way. I think have one of us and up the blues. Up the super blues.